Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Untranslatable Podcast. We are coming uh, to you today with the topic Black Twitter 101 to hopefully inform you uh, about some of the gems and uh, just great things on Black Twitter. And I'm here with my awesome co-host, my buddy Jared. What's up, Jared? Hello, hello. This class cannot be used towards your major. Let's just clarify that now. Uh, it's only point three credits. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, uh, it is uh, entertaining. Uh, and for just a peek into Black Twitter, you can follow us at um, Untranslatable One. Just a tiny peek because that's um, you know that's professional. That's where the kids go. That's where. Um, we send all of the libraries to when, whenever people are looking for uh, untranslatable phrases. Um, or you could follow us on uh, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, you could follow us at Untranslatable Podcast on Instagram. A lot of fun stuff happening there. And email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And review us, five stars, please, only. That's the only <laughs> thing they allowed to Really, only if you're on Stitcher or iTunes, to be honest with you. But, um, you know. Tell tell the world why we're so hilarious and and polyglot trained, right? And also let us know what your favorite things are from Black Twitter because there are a lot of great <laughs> things. No, I don't care to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let, let me know then. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what's new, man? How's life been going? Life's been going pretty good, man. I um. I got some art yesterday. I went to a thrift store that my piano teacher told me about, 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 and I got some art and it's some good stuff. I could actually, I'll, I could put it up on, uh, on Instagram, but, um, they're like, uh, they're paintings. They're a good size. I'd say one's medium and the two are like other two are like medium to big. One was $35. One was 19 and one was 24. And it looks like, um, like, uh, you know, like some European art, to be honest with you. That's awesome. And uh, honestly, there are two things that crossed my mind when I left there. One, um, I, I bet you I could have gotten a better deal, <laughs> which this is a great price for art. And two... How much How much should you pay, if you don't mind me asking? I just said $35 for one of them, ah. 19 for the other, $24 for the other one. And then another thing That's I thought was bad. I should have gotten more. But... Um, that was fun. It was nice to get to, cause I I have like a lot of um, the place I live in now is a lot bigger than the place I used to live in, and I like I have a lot of empty wall space. Sometimes it makes me kind of feel like uh like I'm a serial killer or something. So I'm like I gotta put some <laughs> stuff on some of these walls, and uh, art is expensive, but you just have to find uh, the right thrift store. And there was I probably could have gotten a couple more. I don't know why I didn't, but uh, I can go back. You know, when I was when I was in Carlo Vivari or Carlsbad a few weeks ago, there were a bunch of street vendors that had some really cool art. But I looked at it and the prices, man, I would have definitely bought something. But yeah. I just saw the prices and I was like, mm, it was expensive. I'm not really so sure about that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't too bad. But like the thing is, am I really going to be able to take like a piece of artwork all the way back? It's a good me? point. You know, there, there's yeah. a lot of good street art in New Orleans. And I always and it, and the prices are good, and I always flirt with buying something. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like taking. And, and that's a that's just a like a three hour flight. And I'm like, I don't feel like taking this on an airplane. <laughs> like, how is that gonna work? 
So I can only imagine one getting it back from Carlsbad to uh, Komatov and then getting it there, you know, back home at the end of the day. I get that. Right. And then uh, today I went to um, something called Radwood. Uh, it's a uh, car show for 80s and 90s cars. And there are a lot of crazy cars there. And people also dress up, I guess you would say, in period so there are a lot of people with, really with uh, funky 80s and 90s, a lot of fluorescent, a lot of um, fun stuff like that. Um, I didn't really dress up, to be honest with you. but um, I'm disappointed. I, I was didn't really to see a picture of you in like a top hat. <laughs> a top a hat? Or no, you said it was 80s, right? Okay. <laughs> never, never mind. Definitely. When you, when when I heard period, I thought like more like old. Oh school. no no no! It was but, 80s and 90s. Yeah, I got uh, you. Cars and stuff. You should you should have you should have strolled up in that all red uh, all red leather uh, thriller outfit. Uh yeah, I do I do That'd have be 80s right or is that 90s? That's, that's 80s. I do have that sitting in my closet. I don't know why I didn't just whip it out. <laughs> but uh, there there was like a Hulk Hogan and uh, the other one that's Hulk Hogan's enemy maybe it was uh, yeah, john I, I, cena actually we talked about john cena recently maybe right. it was john cena i don't know but uh there are a couple things i noticed one uh it made me very embarrassed to uh take pictures of any of the cars people had some serious equipment like these cameras were i was like damn that camera costs more than that ferrari testarossa right there right. um so whenever i took a picture with my iphone i always felt like people were being like <laughs> This guy thinks he's taking a fucking picture. It's like, first of all, he's not even getting the right angle. Second of all, um, that phone, he might as well use that phone to, uh, you know, I don't know, as a toilet plunger. (laughs) There you go. You know, what's crazy. Speaking of photos, while I was in Prague over the weekend, uh, I went to this really, really good Mexican restaurant. And there was this group of Norwegian girls sitting next to mine and my friend's table. And they asked us. They asked us to take a few pictures, right? Not, nothing out of the ordinary. So we <laughs> took some pictures of it's them. Not until you but then say they that. whipped out. They whipped out a, an old disposable camera. Well, like one of those Kodak we ones. Took, yeah. <laughs> when was I haven't seen one of those in forever? Uh, no. have, have you seen? Like, uh, when they whipped it out, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy I mean, you could shit, probably get I, them in like CVS or Walgreens or something. I just never pay attention. Do you remember the trick you do where you smash it on your hand and it'll flash? You yep. should have showed that to him. He could have blown their fucking minds. <laughs> right. Hey, ladies, right. check this out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Whoa. That Another thing great. I noticed is that um, this is one of the first places where I've felt like a like I don't know anything about cars. You know what I mean? Usually yeah. I'm the smartest person in the room when it comes to talking about cars. Not here, baby. This is where the nerds. This is where the nerds of the nerds come. And first of all, I was there by myself. But even just listening in on other people's conversations, I was like, "Okay, wow!" Like that. That's that's a level of of understanding that is past my uh, past my level. And you forget about that. There's always a someone nerdier than you out there. Another thing I also that made me realize is that I don't have any car friends at all. Like I don't ever talk about like. I almost try to my hardest to limit car talk because it's like nobody cares about this. But I, and then I listen to these people talk. I was like, that sounds so freeing to talk about the benefits of your uh, independent throttle bodies. <laughs> so you didn't. <clears throat> so you didn't uh, get get anybody's digits. So you could chill with these uh, car aficionados. Uh, no, no, I didn't talk to anyone. 
Although I also did see a lot of uh, podcasters there because I listened to car podcasts too. And I was like, oh, hey, oh, that's nice. f- freaking um, Brian. That's crazy. Nice. Uh, it's always kind of weird when you like see somebody that you, you know from like a podcast or a YouTube channel and you, and you like see them in person. I ran into one at like, a concert a couple of years ago. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, in D.C. Okay. Who who did you run into? I mean, you don't know him. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's not like it's it's not like I'm going to say Joe Rogan or something like that. No one's no one knows. What? Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, but I will post some of these pictures. Post some pictures because there were some cool cars there, like a Ferrari Testarossa. Um, oh, nice. What else was there? Some cool Porsche 911s for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You're just zoning out. Yeah, I do. I know Porsche 911. I, I'm not sure about the Ferrari, but I definitely know Porsche. Oh, there's 911s. also a sweet uh, Harlequin Volkswagen I'll post. You don't know what that is, but oh, you'll know what it is when nope. you see a picture of it. Nice, nice. There was a de- there were a couple it, DeLoreans. Okay, but yeah, we saw cool we stuff. saw in Prague uh, like an old. It looked like a Ford Model T. Okay, and like. They were giving people tours of the city in it. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> right, right. That does not sound comfortable. Would you rather okay. ride in a Ford Model T around Prague to tour or do the horse carriage? Model T. Okay. I don't like horses. Not that I don't like yeah. horses, but I don't want to be sitting behind one for a couple hours. That's fair. And I'm not driving the Model T, so I, that makes it a little bit easier. And I assume the people right. that are driving it are 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 uh, pr- pretty proficient. So I would right. probably choose the Model T. And I'm a car nerd, so I, I I'd be more interested to say that I did that rather than sat behind some smelly horse. Right, that's fair. I'd rather sat. I don't blame. I'd rather you. sit inside of a smelly car <laughs> than behind a <laughs> smelly <fair>. horse. <clears throat> that was yeah, the uh, that was a motto from the Industrial Revolution. I'd rather sit inside a smelly car than behind a smelly horse. <laughs> and then it was like, is, uh, that, is that is that how Henry Ford uh, really pushed his uh, <laughs> his marketing? Uh, yeah, just a picture of a horse like shitting in the streets. <laughs> and it's like, are you tired of your other your horse slipping in another horse another horse's excrements? Uh, shit, get a car. Uh, and yet we still yet we still use horsepower for cars. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just no going back at this point. And there's like right, multiple different horsepowers now. too. There's like wheel horsepower and then crank horse. There's a brake horsepower. It's ridiculous. Oh, jeez. And then Fadstockness with his German. And then kilowatt, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of different stuff that people yeah, use. That's crazy. Uh, how was your birthday weekend? Birthday boy, you're now 27. <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. I'm old, man. I'm old. It was great, mm. though. We, uh, we went to Prague on Friday. Stayed in an Airbnb in Prague 2, which I did not know is more of like the... What, Prague 2 is the name of the place? Prague 2 is like the section of the city. Okay. Yeah. And it's more of like a party place. But what was really sweet is um, there was all weekend there was called this like signal light show. So all the old buildings in Prague, so the castles, the church... They had these projector screens hooked up, and they had these crazy light shows. So I was thinking of the pod, and I got some videos uh, of the light show. Okay. And uh, those will be going up on Instagram because they are awesome. Nice. Like the church, there was a church right by our Airbnb, 
which was a uh, which was just one room, four bunk beds, um, very basic, but it got the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it it was it was badass, dude. Like the the, but what was funny and also I guess really good on the the planners of this event was. Before the show started, it said, like, you know, the lights projected on the church said, not suitable for people who are prone to epilepsy. Yeah. And there were definitely some points where it was, like, really oh, flashing geez. like crazy. But that sucks. What, I mean, do you, know, do you know that before you get there? Like, what if you get there and it's like, ah, shit, I have to, like, either plan when I go outside to avoid this to get past it. Or, um, I mean, that's a bummer, but I guess so, so, well, no, no, no. So, so it's only in designated areas. Okay. I got you. So it's not like just random. Just (laughs) walking down the street. It's like, I don't know how epilepsy works. I'm sorry. That'd be, that'd be bad. No, there was, and what was cool was there was an app and uh, it, it gave you like a map of all the really cool, like light shows. So we saw one at Namiesti Miru. Um, also in, um, oh shoot. How many uh, light shows is name. enough light shows until he's like, all right, I get the point. Kind of like fireworks. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Well, the thing was we, we saw over the weekend, we saw, I think 48 or four. <laughs> we saw three or four. Well, there are like, there's like 12 or something like that. There could uh, even be more than that. It's like, I think but, I might um, have a slight psychosis, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Other than that, uh, it was great. Every, all the colors have been off since the light <laughs> show. Yeah, it, I don't know, but th- what was cool about it though is depending on where the what the backdrop was, the light show was a lot different. So one of them, it was a lot more like kind of psychedelic and color based. Another one, because it was on the on the facade of the church, it was more they were playing with the shapes and the geometry of the church. So when we walked up to it, it was using kind of the vertical parts of the church. Almost as like these like kind of like little lines going up and down in different colors, um, and then they like had music to it. It was really something. Um, so so there will be pictures going up on our Instagram for that because that was really awesome. Um, other than that, I mean, it was just good to just chill with uh, chill with my friends. Had uh, actually got some waffles on Saturday. <laughs> there was this place called Wafflin. So, uh, so that was really good. First time I've had peanut butter in the Czech Republic, actually. What kind of? Um, whoa, 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 tell me about these waffles. So it was like a like a breakfast place where you could build your own waffles. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. So and they actually had like sweet waffles, and they all said savory waffles. Could so you stuff your friends, waffles with the peanut butter? Have them stuffed. Uh, sadly, or I mean, am that's I getting a great too, idea. Uh, am I getting too, uh, you, too you're much? You're getting too excited. Stuffed yeah. with peanut butter, it, then you put syrup on top of the... That, that would have been awesome. No, so my Ooh. waffle was uh, peanut butter, strawberries, and bananas. Okay. It was delicious. Uh, my friend, uh, my buddy David, got um, Nutella, uh, I think Nutella bananas and strawberries. And then one of my other friends, Kim, she got um, she got like a savory one. So she got like some type of cheese, arugula, tofu, I think mushrooms. Um, okay. Yeah. So and then I syrup was, on top of that. No, no syrup <laughs> on top of it. I, I I don't think so, but you never know. How was the waffle? It was good. Okay. It was good, man. I was 
I mean, we basically went there because it was it was right around the corner from our apartment. We got up. We might have been a little hungover, or as they say in Czech, "mamo pizzi." I have I have a monkey. Mama, who I'm hungover. Who? <laughs> 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 and, and so, so yeah, it was it was it was a good weekend though, man. I can't complain. Um, then we had, like I said, we had Mexican uh, because I've been eating a lot of Czech food here in Komutov. Yeah. So you can get some sausage. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and dumplings. Don't forget the dumplings. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it was it was great, man. I can't complain. the The light show was definitely a really cool kind of cultural thing to experience. And then, of course, we went to the unofficial bar again, the secret bar. Of course, none of your friends so embarrassed nice. you. Well, so oh, no, because yeah. because oh, I knew there were, it. There were only four. There were only four of us. <laughs> oh, if our entire group would have gone, it. Probably might have been a shit show. Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, but uh, it, it was a good time, actually. Actually, one of my friends though, she fell asleep on the couch. So okay, so, so I still kind of both times. Both times I've been there though, someone has fallen asleep. There. Did you know the person so, that fell asleep last time? No. Oh, okay. No, some just some random dude in the background snoring. Are they okay? We are they okay with song. that? Yeah, I mean, as long as long as you don't like pass out or like puke somewhere, yeah. like they seem, or, or yeah, exactly. I mean, the owners are super cool. They're kind of like these hippies. Um, they're super nice. Yannick and Yannick. But actually, when we went... What? what? I said Yannick and Yannick. Th- that's right. Um, um, but they're, but what's cool about it is like they're super open to pretty much whoever's there. Um, but when we went, it was actually somebody's private birthday party. A girl named Catherine... Um, Happy birthday, Catherine. And then it was shout out to it you. was right, right, exactly. What was funny though was um, uh, we we rang and she opened the door and I'm like I like uh, maybe someone else is working yeah, <laughs> and and she was like actually it's a private birthday party and I was like oh well we we like know the owners like we're here to meet some friends. She's like oh all right come on in just so you know it's not the usual. So they were playing like 80s, 90s, and early 2000s rap. Okay. So they had like some, uh, um, oh shoot, uh, Rory Radwood, up yeah, there. by Usher, right? Yeah, isn't that a song? That is a song, yeah, 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 so they, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that and rewind <laughs> yeah. it back. I don't, I don't, exactly. yeah, I think that's 2000. So they played, they played that. They also played some, uh, uh, I think either the next episode or, um, Forgot About Dre, um, Gin and Juice. So, because she said this is like because it's my birthday party this is going to be the music that's going to be playing. And so we were all good with it. Like right into club was on by 50 cent. So it was, it was a good time brought back some nostalgic memories for me. And I think my, my American friends who were there with me. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But we, we only stayed for a bit because it, it was a little smoky in there. And, uh, and, and a couple of my friends were tired. I gotta say though, man, now being 27, I can tell I'm old because I was actually super stoked to be in bed by like 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. It's a great feeling. I'm not 27, but I get that. But uh, I am a homebody, I think is the proper term. Uh, that's cool, though. How was that? It was the dude, it was mainly for this dude that turned 30, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sadly, we didn't even really meet up with them on Saturday, but we hung out on on Friday. The problem was... Altogether, there were, I think, 11 or 12 of us. And it's just difficult to coordinate right. with that big of a group, especially like we were trying to go eat dinner together. Everybody, for some reason, I don't know what it was, but everybody was craving Mexican food. 
Um, and the Mexican restaurant was really small. I think there's a uh, phenomenon for that where it's like the power. I don't know if it's the power of suggestion or something like that. But like just it, 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 once a, a certain amount of people start to say they want that, everyone's like, yeah, Mexican food. Right. But we got a uh, we went to a Japanese place the night before. It was delicious. Does the Czech Republic, does Prague, are they known for having good food? Because I'm hearing yeah. such um, I, wide I varieties. And I'm like, am I, I going to trust Prague. my Mexican and Japanese food to people of Prague? No offense, people well, of I, Prague. I would say I would say you're probably safer. Like a safer bet would be Thai, Vietnamese, Japanese, or Chinese food. Because I think they do have, like, the people that were at our uh, restaurant were either Vietnamese or Japanese. Okay. Um, and, like, I don't know if this is racist to say, but, like... If I go to like a certain restaurant, I would, like, I would I would like to have, you know, the people of that culture making my food or or running it or something. So you know, it's it's good quality, right? Yeah. I I don't want to go to a Mexican place and have have you know some dude named going, I don't know yeah, Jake, <laughs> you know Jake like making my fajitas. Like I'm sure Jake could probably make some great fajitas, but like. I don't know. To me, it's just it's different if it if it comes from you know somebody who's who's actually from that culture. Um, I don't. Is is that racist? Whether who was making your Mexican food in, in Prague? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. Didn't, didn't go back there and be like, hey, can I can I see who your that's, cooks I mean, are that's before smart, I order my that's food? Smart because of people like you, they're like hide the cooks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is is that racist though? I mean, uh, racist. I don't know if it's racist, but it's certainly um, I don't know. I, right. I I don't know if that's racist. You live your life how you want, I guess. Right. You're not gonna hurt my feelings if you say it is. As, if it's I'm racist, to... I don't I don't know. It's, I guess it's I don't, I don't know. I think it's an okay level of race. I, I accept it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I don't know, but it was good. And and like I said, I feel like there's there's at least I can tell you there's a very large population of Vietnamese. Here in the Czech Republic. So you could definitely probably get some really authentic. That I think that's what it is. It's the authenticity of it. Yes, there we go. There we go. Oh, it's the authenticity of putting it. Putting a nice little bow on it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it was it was good. Um so yeah, so shout out to all the uh all the tasty uh, uh f- well, I guess all the good cooks that were making all this tasty food that I was able to enjoy over the weekend. And I have some other shout outs. Um so the first shout out I'd like to give is to the uh, front man of the Foo Fighters, uh, Dave Grohl. I saw a video yesterday. They brought up this 10-year-old, and he played Enter Sandman by Metallica with the Foo Fighters. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I, I got a really good... Shout out to the 10-year-old and Dave Grohl. Right? Right? Because they I've seen multiple occasions where the Foo Fighters have pulled somebody up on stage and let them play a song with them, which... I feel like that's the coolest thing ever. But I was talking to one of my friends because I showed them the video and they were like, would you be able to do that? And I'm like, I don't care if I know the song front, back and sideways. I think I would get so nervous being on stage <laughs> with like the fucking Foo Fighters. Like, and, I and like some sort of arena or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other thing is I've never played. I've never played that loud before. Yeah. You know, it's like a different feeling. Like I've played... I think one one show 
I might have played for about 500 people. Okay. Maybe three to 500, somewhere around there. And we had a professional sound guy there, like made it sound really good. Mm-hmm. It was great. But that was in like a like an our auditorium at our high school. Right, where it's set up. It's not like an arena. Yeah. I, I've, exactly. I've heard similar things said about uh, from comedians, where it's like when you go from performing in, say, like a comedy club to uh, a theater or something, or an arena or, you know, something like that, that you have to adjust to, to the sound in that, um, at least in, in, in terms of what the comedians were saying, you have to, like, sort of pause a little bit more for the laughter because it actually does take some time for, like, sound and everything to travel. Mm-hmm. So there's way more pausing and like uh, than 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 you might feel comfortable with, and um, it's just a, it is a different uh, you know even even more than just there being more people, it is a different sound to get used to. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. Um, another Dave Grohl, uh, by the way, out. is he at this yeah. point? Uh, has he reached like living legend status at this point? I I would say so. Doesn't he have like also that rock throne or whatever it is that he plays in? What? What is that? I don't, I don't I even mean, know what that is. David Grohl's throw, uh, Rock Throne of Thunder. David I don't know. Grohl. I, I don't know what that is. Rock. Rock Stone? Not Rock Stone. Rock Throne. Rock Chair. Here it is. David Grohl's Rock Chair. <laughs> I, think what, what a, I think there was a... Oh. There was a, um, a moment in time... Where uh, David Grohl, this was in 2015, I believe. David Grohl uh, broke his leg, and um, while his leg was broken, he was performing. He was still performing and still touring, but he had a uh, a rock chair. <laughs> yeah, a wheelchair. No, no, it was. I don't know if it was a wheelchair. This is a. I thought it was a wheelchair. No, I don't think it is a wheelchair. This thing is pretty big. Okay, interesting. I, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and and they don't they don't say it's a wheelchair. They say it's a it's that thing's stationary, and if it's moving, it's moving on some sort of um, s- some sort of machine underneath it. Oh yeah, and he's sitting on it, playing with his leg elevated, uh, with a yep. cast on it, sitting yep. in this chair, and this is Dave. And he's Roll- like headbanging. Oh my <laughs> god, that's amazing. I do see this. Yeah, I mean he, I would I would say that alone. Really, there's a lot more that I think would have already earned him rock legend status. Well, I mean, the fact that yeah, I'm just that saying, yeah, sure. I mean, the fact that he's been in Nirvana and started the, uh, then another successful band that he fronts, I think the two band right. combo helps. And the fact that, you know, they're, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Foo Fighter fan, but people seem to like him. Clearly, he's doing all right. <laughs> right. I, I'm a big fan of Foo Fighters. Mm. I think they're great. This is not my um, thing, but I don't, I don't have a problem right. with Foo Fighters or anything. Right. Hey, man, to each his own. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, yeah, and that's like serious rock star status, though, when your fucking leg is broken. <laughs> yeah. And you're still... Because they could have probably canceled the tour. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, it's not like he's... I mean, he can afford to lose a little money on a tour, I'm sure. Right. But I think he also... In terms of musicians and like famous musicians, it seems to me like he really does have a lot of good morals and values. He generally just seems like a good guy. People seem know? to... Yeah, you never hear anything bad about him. People right. seem to like him in the uh, in the biz, from what I hear. You know, from my talk with the agents and managers in Hollywood, <laughs> seems like <they're>, exactly. <laughs> seems like people seem to like him. You know, maybe we'll get him on the pod one day if I feel like it. Right, <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to some more Foo Fighters first. <laughs> but uh, w- what's really funny is uh, 
I remember reading a, an interview in like Guitar World or something or somewhere where they asked him, you know, how do you stay humble when you're a rock star? And and he was like, he was like, have kids. He was like, he was like, you can be the biggest rock star in the world, and your kid will be like, I want a smoothie. They don't give a shit that you're a rock star. Right. They want their smoothie or what? Like the way he put it was really yeah, funny. Yeah. Like and it, and it makes sense, you know. Like uh, I think it's always great when you can see someone who has such an influence on so many people and they don't get this giant ego, you know? Yeah, they can still live in reality. Because it, it's, exactly. it's hard. I mean, you know, you know, you know, someone living legend like Dave Grohl, he can, you know, he's at that point in his career where he can do what, essentially whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, at that point, I, it's, I think it seems like it's harder to, not harder, but the challenge is, you know, controlling, you know, figuring out what's important and, and, and you know, living in reality still in spite of essentially having everything you, you, you know, having potential to everything you want in theory, right. you know? Right. For sure. I got uh, a few more shout outs. So my other is for, uh, Jared, Jared, J it's J A R E T E. Jared. Wait, E T E. Jared. E T E. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we'll just go by his last name. Uh, um, Jared Hux, Jared Hux, whatever, Mr. Hux, he uh, has uh, provided free room and board to families who have been affected by the hurricanes. In Florida? So he's given away, um, I believe, South Carolina. Okay. I can't keep up. Right, I know, right? You know what else is crazy with these hurricanes is there's now like one that might actually like hit Portugal. Really? Which has never happened before. Really? The, that, that we know of, yeah. There's never been any like tropical storm that has hit mainland Europe, at least in the last hundred years. Dude, you're telling me global warming's a thing. I walked outside today and I had to wear a sweater because I'm fucking out of here, dude. <laughs> it was it, it was hot. It was hot in Prague all weekend. Oh, was it? It was. It's been in like the uh, 50s and 60s over the weekend. It's kind of nice actually. I had on a flannel. Years. A flannel today. It was nice. I actually nice. bought a flannel at um, along with those art pieces. I bought a flannel at the um, thrift store, and it's a little thicker. And it it is it's like a button down flannel, but it also but it's like has like a coat lining within it. Ooh, fancy! So it's a little bit thicker, and that's what I wore today. Multifunctional, nice. dude. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. It was very nice. My other shout out is to a 24 year old Zimbabwean waiter who uses his wages to run a free soccer academy. What? His name is. His name is Kevin Mudozi, and he started the Harvest Soccer Academy in 2016 to get children in Zimbabwe off the streets and to hopefully uh, help them become professional soccer players. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's amazing when somebody gives back to the community like that. And he's so 24. Yep. Yep. Um. Did, do you ever feel like a piece of shit? Because I'm not doing these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 24. I mean, some, sometimes, yeah. He's using all of his savings to... Uh... But, you know, but you know, we all... I feel like everybody lives life on their own timelines, you know? Right. Like, somebody might retire at 50. Somebody might become the CEO at 50. Yeah, that's fair. You know? That's fair. So... So yeah, um, I don't know. Dropping but, some uh, knowledge on me, okay. That's I'm, 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 I'm trying. <laughs> you know, I just think it's amazing whenever somebody tries to give back 
um, in, in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I've been doing a few things here in the Czech Republic. Um, I offer an English class for um, the teacher's kids. I also offer an English class for the teachers. Um, but I wouldn't say that's nearly um, comparable to using your tips as a waiter to fund a soccer academy. Yeah. Um, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, but as you mentioned before, everyone's on their own timeline. And I think that the, that the fact that you do what you can in general is cool. So right. don't sell yourself right. short because someone's better than you as a human. <laughs> that's fair that's fair and my last shout out i i try to find like something cool that like a country is doing and colombia has created the world's largest tropical uh rainforest national park so shout out to colombia for um having uh basically protecting some of these really really important ecosystems in their country and creating um the world's largest uh tropical rainforest national park um, Colombia has got some weird animals in it. Um, do you know why? No, why? Because uh, uh Pablo Escobar. Mm. He brought in um, like he had like hippos. Yeah, yeah. And now there are like hip- hippos that are not. I, you know, I don't know if you want to say native, but that are yeah that are now live in Colombia that were never meant to be there. But he brought them in for uh because he built a zoo or whatever. I mm-hmm. think there are other animals too, but hippos are the are the famous ones because they're kind of not invasive but you know aggressive animals so it is it is like a maybe a culture shock <laughs> didn't he didn't he have tigers or lions oh i'm sure he did i'm sure he did i actually just typed in pablo escobar animals and uh google and it's all about hippos it's just all hippos right. hippo talk here they're they're cr- they're crazy animals man like they're super territorial they're super dangerous. Yeah, I've seen them in in the wild before. We had to stay pretty. There were a couple animals that we had to stay super super far away from. Not lions. We can get a very close to lions. Uh, the baboons. You had to stay very far away from. Really? Uh, why? Why is that? They're just they're very, just very aggressive animals, and they'll just you know murder you and stuff. Um, okay. <laughs> um, hippos. And um, there was one other one that I can't remember. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Shout outs. You had another shout out you were going to give. No, that was it. Okay. Columbia was my last shout oh, out. Oh, right, 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 right. Shout out to Columbia for uh, for that. Yeah, sorry. Well, I went up about the animals in Columbia. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. No worries, man. Well, uh, do we want to get into our untranslatables? I think it's Is it about that time? that time. Oh, you know, the, the, my clock. Oh, the, perfect. My clock is never wrong, Chad. And when the untranslatable owl cuckoos, that means it's an untranslatable o'clock. Do you have an untranslatable Rolex cuckoo clock or something? Because it's super <laughs> accurate. It is a Rolex. This is, costs a lot of money. Uh, I and I have a, it has it. It came built with a uh, with a uh, alarm system that every untra- every time it's untranslatable time, it's just like oh well. And I just whip out my microphone wherever I'm at. <laughs> I gotta do it, right? This Rolex costs ten thousand dollars. That's the only way you can really become a <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the only way you can really become a polyglot. You know, I'd, I'd say so. These, this is the dedication we have, even though people like Chad decide that they're not gonna go to a polyglot clown. That's fine, just because it's a lot of money. Anyway, haters are gonna hate. My first untranslatable is Bengali, which I think they also call it Bangla. Yep. 
Oh, oh okay. Wow. You're I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they do. I have a friend from, from Bangladesh. Okay. And the uh, word is, or the phrase is Asta Kurud Pat Kokohono Shortage Jena. Ooh. Which means? The dustbin's dripping. Uh, oh, excuse me. The dustbin's dropping never goes to heaven. So is that like, I don't know, bad things are never rewarded? Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you one Ooh, just because right. your wording was not that good. Not bad things, <laughs> okay. but bad people. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Never. It, well, the, the meaning that I was given from the website was, was a very, almost seemed like I was getting scolded. An <laughs> ignoble person can never continue in a noble company. And I was like, shit. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. fine. I'll drink a little less. <laughs> I get it. There you go. Dude, I actually, I haven't drank um, at all this month. Um, I'm uh, partaking in Sober October. With, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll take off drinking for a month. And uh, it's been fine. It's actually been kind of nice. I feel like I have a lot of energy. Almost a lot of mm-hmm. like energy, like too much. But uh, it's kind of nice. However, uh, I'm doing shit like eating Pop-Tarts. Like I bought Pop-Tarts the other day. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I haven't bought Pop-Tarts in years. Um, do, you, do you never eat? Okay, why did you buy pop tarts? I think what it's does just because it have to do with not drinking. I think it's just that lack of like sugar or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, but I may. I just need. I just need a rush from somewhere. <laughs> okay. Like some little. Like some little junkie. There you go. <clears throat> All right. I I might take I might take November off. It was, I figured October wouldn't be realistic since my birthday's in October. Right. But you I'm have to drink November. on your birthday. That's our, uh, I believe, Czech rule. Exactly, it's a law. You you can get you know sent to jail. Otherwise, <laughs> They're very sure. strict about that. Exactly. Uh, and we, we were uh, <laughs> given we we were given a, a talk by the U.S. Embassy, and they were saying they will not bail us out of jail if we don't drink on our birthday. You'll lose your so, visa. And and, right. and I actually, I, you know, I, I don't want to scare you, but I have heard some stories about the uh, um, you know United States disavowing some Americans of being like, wait a minute, who that person is? Keep them. <laughs> just, just keep them yeah exactly well my my untranslatable i have one check one for you and this one is actually kind of related to beer so it is tija yako piena which means um silent as foam silent as foam mm-hmm. and it's about beer you said well well, I mean, I'm assuming the foam comes from foam from a beer. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Is it just very quiet? Quiet. Well, get you quiet can as a mouse. Ham horn. There you go. Hit that ham horn. Hit that ham horn dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that one though. Silent as foam. Of course, instead of saying quiet as a mouse, they say quiet as foam here in the Czech yeah. Republic. Yeah. You know, the, the, I think when I first heard silent as foam, I thought it was some sort of oxymoron because I was thinking like styrofoam. And I was mm. like, styrofoam's not really quiet There's to me. It's not quiet at all. Exactly. No, <laughs> no definitely not. <clears throat> um, my next one is Haitian Creole. I'm not, I, I wish I should have I done some more research into this language because I don't even, I, I believe it has a French base, but it doesn't seem like it based off of the, uh, off of the words. Metdlo nan diven. Which means? Put water in wine. Put water in wine. Is, hmm. My well, my instant. Uh, it, this isn't like religious at all, is it? No. Okay. 
Um, well, I mean, I don't know. You, I don't know why you'd put water in wine. Is it like to is something like too strong? I don't know. Uh, no. What it means is um, like uh, telling someone to calm down or simmer down or relax. Put some water in your oh, wine. Oh, okay. I see. Essentially, you know, I, I think you know, it's like saying you know, you not. I don't think it has to be you slow drinking. down. Yeah, but it's like oh, you're going a little fast there. Might want right. to ease off that wine a little bit there. Um, Sprinkle a little water in there. Uh, what would be? I'm man. I can't. I don't know any Haitian Creole names. Victor. <laughs> 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 That's pr- probably not. But I don't know. I could. I could be wrong. Well, Jared, I have an, an Afrikaans one for you. Ooh, it's a jackal. A jackal. A jackal. It's a jackal. <laughs> I I almost did one, but I I wasn't sure if we had done it or not, and I figured we probably did. So I well, you did ask all me, the jackal ones. You did ask me to write down a list of all of the untranslatables I've done, so you could have gone and um. That checked. is true. That is true. I don't uh, I don't have that in my three month uh, research plan, unfortunately. But I'll have to add that. Anyways, this one involves a different animal, which is a monkey. Um. Oh, sorry. Nope. That's my second one. Actually, you know what? I haven't said it, so we'll just do that one first. Remix. So this one is also Afrikaans. Nessen ap open stoki. Like a monkey on a stick. Um, lazy? Nope. Okay. So, for example, when you were talking about um, some of the car stuff. Oh, bored to death? No, no. Um, I'm trying to give you an example here. When you were talking about the car stuff, maybe I didn't quite understand what you meant, and you could say um, you look like a monkey on a stick. Oh, okay. You just look like um, clueless. Clueless or to look perplexed. Okay, okay. All righty. I have one more, and it's Mandarin. Kui Hu Nan Xia. Okay, which means it's hard to dismount a tiger. It's hard to di- oh wow, I mean they're they're not wrong. I mean I've never mounted nor dismounted a tiger. Yeah, I feel like I it's harder imagine. to mount than it is dismount a tiger. That's true. Hard to what was it? It's hard to dismount a tiger. It's hard to dismount a tiger. Qui hu nancia. Um, is that like? Is that kind of like the cat's out of the bag? Like once something bad happens, you can't. Not go back? really. No, it's more okay. more positive than that. It's got more of a positive spin rather than. But you're on the right track. I want to get. I want to give you another chance on this one because I think. Uh, I like where your head's at. Okay. And it's I have faith in you, dismount. Chad. It's hard. I appreciate it. It's hard to dismount a tiger. Is it like once you get? Oh, so think is of it like what? Is it like once you get going? You just got to keep going. Uh, I'll give you that. Ooh, it's just, yeah, right. but because I was going to say, you did mention cats out of the bag. What's it saying is like, if you're in a difficult situation, the best thing to do is just carry on through and don't quit. Essentially. That makes sense. That's good. I like that one. Yeah. It's like once if you're I, in a shit show, ever, just ride it. <laughs> if I were to ever get a uh, Chinese character tattoo, that might be the one I would get right there. Uh, okay. I do have the characters. Ooh, you have to. Send I'm gonna them like. Away. I'm gonna like uh, change it to like uh, chicken noodle soup. Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> <Or something like laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> nice. 
All right. Well, I have uh, one more Afrikaans for you. Okay. Um, hang hang on untak, which means to hang, hang on, on a, a branch. Oh. Uh, Not a day, but a branch. Um, were you gonna guess day? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, uh, but I probably wasn't gonna guess branch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Um, to like uh, hold on a second to wait. Ooh, hit that ham horn, my man. This is how polyglots Good work. People. You're witnessing work, the uh, beginning stages of greatness. You're welcome. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I should be charging for this shit. <clears throat> Speaking of charging for this shit, uh, I'm about to uh, unleash some industry, so, some secrets. Uh, and let me start by saying one thing about unleashing secrets is I'm not going to tell... I'm not going to give recommendations on who to follow. That's one thing I'm not going to do. Okay. Because uh, I'm not here to uh, put the cat out of the bag. I'm not. I'm not here to vouch for anyone that's coming into this space and ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. However, um, the topic is Black Twitter, and um, I guess the, we should start by saying what is Black Twitter. For sure. Uh, it's not a website. It's not its own group somewhere. Um, well, I guess it is a group, but it is like yeah. a, uh, it's a section of Twitter that, uh, is like where a certain group of people tend to g- congregate. They all happen. Most of them happen to be black, which is why they call it black Twitter. And it's where mm. a lot of like, it's like where cultural trends come from now. Like it's, it's just the, um, like the, um, the pumping zone for uh, cultural trends, I would right. say. And, um, this is what the Atlantic said. I thought this was um, like, it, it sounds like they're giving black Twitter the Nobel peace prize or something. Black Twitter is a force. It is also not particularly well understood by those who aren't a part of it. The term is used to describe a large network of black Twitter users or users and their loosely coordinated interactions, many of which accumulate in trending topics due to the network size, interconnectedness and unique activity. And, you know, the thing about black Twitter is they often say that, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, like it's a very good, good place for jokes to originate from. Mm. But it's also the originator of a lot of, like, uh, very important social movements that have been happening. Like, uh, for example, Me Too, a lot of people don't know, started by a black woman back in, like, uh, 2006 or something like that. And then mm. uh, reused in 20-whatever-it-was, 17. Um, black Lives Matter, all that stuff. Started mm-hmm. on Facebook, I believe. Um, did you know, um, this is according to Pew Research, good follow on Twitter, by the way, <laughs> uh, Twitter, uh, uh, in higher concentrations than, oh, oh, sorry, Twitter is used in higher quanti- concentrations, uh, than white Americans, according to the Pew Research Center on American Life, which is found in 2014 that 22% of online African Americans use Twitter compared to 16% of online whites. Interesting. Yeah, okay. black people love Twitter apparently. I did not. I did not know that. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I think I. I think I know. Um, do you? I, 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 let me ask you, as as a, a I guess quote unquote outsider, you don't even you're barely ever on Twitter in general. Correct. Wh- why? Where, how do you think like this quote unquote black Twitter forms? What what do you, like? What do you think of when you think of black Twitter? Where do you think it comes from? I mean, well, okay, well, first, I should probably preface how 
how I've even come across it and in what capacities, because uh, I don't want to give our listeners like the wrong impression. But the, the way that I've come <laughs> no, across Black Twitter, anyone, Chad, by the way, the way that I came across Black Twitter was mostly memes, like funny yes. memes that were actually then reposted on twi- uh, on on Facebook, on Twitter and Facebook, on Facebook. Um, but they were from uh, Black Twitter. Um, but I mean, t- to me, I don't know, man. I mean, to me, it just seems like it's a, it's, I mean, like you eloquently or, or who was it that, that wrote that nice little blurb? Uh, about? Oh yeah. Someone, um, oh, that was from the Smithsonian that gave the stats. Yeah. No, 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 not the, no, the thing you said before that. Oh, the Atlantic. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can tell you the author, but I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. No, it d- doesn't really matter. But I mean, to me, I guess I think the way it, the reason why it formed is just, you know, for for people to to have a community and come together, um, you know, express their, you know, humor, grievances, struggles, everything like that. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of a lot. I think social media has a lot of negative impacts. You know, you can really easily spread misinformation, especially if you get your uh, news from memes, like uh, like, <laughs> like I did that. that you should one do like me get all your news from Breitbart, the uh, trusted news source <laughs> of America. Right, I, I Bla- tend to go Black for, Twitter's uh, uh, choice in in, uh, in news. <laughs> right, I tend to go for Fox News myself when I uh, want to get very factual, non-biased uh, information. Did I? Was it you that I told that? Um, or maybe this wasn't on the podcast that I said this. I don't. I don't remember. But that at my work, there's they, there's a TV and there's always Fox News on whenever I'm in the like the cafeteria where it is. I always change the channel if no one else is in there. Nice. That's awesome. I, it's just I was like, oh man, who, why why does this have to just be on on like rotation all day long? Still, right. Although I did one day. I I rarely eat lunch in there. One day I did, and it, I ate lunch at like one thirty, so it was way past when everyone else did. And I watched mm-hmm. uh, Family Feud. That was great. Now that, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going back to work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, um, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean, that's, I guess, what I would say it is or why it exists. I don't know. Am I wrong? No, I would agree with you. I, I think, um, like, the black community is, we have this, this um, I think, almost kind of illusion of b- being a very tight-knit community. We are a very tight-knit community. But it's also, you know, we're a small population spread out among America. And so um, I think there's, it, it started off as a place where people can express thoughts and then you realize that, uh, you know, you're not alone in feeling this and that a lot of people relate to those feelings. You're like, oh, I didn't realize that this was someone that something that we could all relate to. And it, it, it brought together a very tight community, but a very almost illusion of tight community just because of it's like, yeah, but we're still a very small population of the American population and spread out over, you know, theoretically over 50 states. Obviously, there's higher concentrations in certain areas, but, you know, in general. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd agree with I'd agree with that. Uh, and it became like it became like, you know, there's always there, there's the. um. I was going to say there's the uh, stereotype, but I was going to say there's the truth that people steal from black community. Like black community is like music and art and all that stuff. And that's what black Twitter has turned in. Black Twitter has turned into like the 2018's version of like Elvis. You know what I mean? Where it's like, right. It's like every, it, all, all of that stuff comes from uh, um, this little quote unquote place called black Twitter. One of my favorite recent um, 
Um, uh, one of my favorite things about Twitter that it's done is that it shines a light on racism, and it mm-hmm. it, it put it it no longer makes things undeniable. And uh, it, it it's definitely had the ability to get a lot of like um, vo- give a lot of shine to stories that people would have never heard of. You know, people always talk about how there's all these shootings all the time now, and it's like this this is no more than than it was before. It's probably better to be honest with you. It's just that should, if anything, make you think about how much shit one is happening right now that you don't hear about. And how much stuff has happened in the past that you had no idea about, and how how much stuff got got covered up, and and how many people, you know, they got fired from one police department and they got hired at another one, which just happened recently, by the way. Um, one of my favorites, though, is the people—not favorites, but one of my favorite shitty things that's come uh, around recently—is people calling cops on black people doing uh, innocent shit. For example, Permit Patty. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in one of our episodes. Poolside Pete. Barbecue Betty. We did. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Becky. We did talk about it recently. However, did you know there one? there's a new one that just happened yesterday? What, wait, wait. Was it the woman that the, the black kid's backpack yes. raised her, her ass and she said he touched her inappropriate? Yes, yes. Sexually assaulted her, I think is the term she used. Right. And then they used the uh, security video to prove to uh, that the kid didn't yeah. do anything. And do you know what they called her? She's got a name what? too, Corner what? Store Caroline. <laughs> oh my God, these are great. And you, um, you know, you know, it's kind of weird about that situation though, because obviously what she did was wrong. But apparently, I did a little reading on it, and apparently that woman also has some some mental, some type of mental issues. Racism is a mental disorder. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I know I, what you mean. I, would, I know what you mean. But but yeah. Um. It, and they also there was like the video of her um like they played back the video in front of her with all these people around her and she had on like her sunglasses she was just standing there she's like i was wrong and it's like yeah but you know what 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 annoys me about that is that um i think more than anything what it shows is that um is that how many people just use like the cops as their little like protective services, you know what I mean? Like come save me from these black people almost kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. for example, there was that video on Twitter that circulated and Instagram probably about that dude that was drunk in the airport and he was a white dude and he he was like, and he got like arrested and he was yelling, they're treating me like a black person. And, and um, there's like, I did not know that. Holy (laughs) shit. It was a couple, it was like a month or so ago. Okay. Um, and it's 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 just like this like almost deniability of it, but then uh, but it's like you're it's it's only denying it when it's convenient for you to deny it or whatever. Right. And it's just for like sure. it's so funny that 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 you could just yell that and not even realize the irony behind that. Right. Um, for sure. However, that's the thing about Twitter, Black Twitter more specifically, is that there is all this uh, shittiness that's uncovered, but the best part of, of Black Twitter is not. I mean, it is the shittiness that's being uncovered, but it's the way that it's dealt with. I mean, the jokes that come out of it is great. And it's all and like it's all about once, you know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, people have soul. So if it's something terrible, terrible, maybe jokes won't be made. But for example, so on something like Permit Patty or a poolside Pete or Barbecue Becky, the jokes right. that have been made with that Barbecue Becky of that woman holding the phone in the park mm-hmm. have been amazing. Oh, they're hilarious. There was one I saw yesterday of her calling and it was a picture of Kanye West 
wearing his Make America Great Again hat. And she, <laughs> and then she was like, oh, wait, never mind. And she like, hung up the phone. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And I think that's a great way to shed light on ignorance is by jokes. Jo- oh, humor jo- is super important, I yes. think, for things like that. And 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 I and I think that it that just the power of Black Twitter show not even by the fact that they're making jokes, but it's like these are all like we're we're still talking about like serious shit right now. Like this is not mm-hmm. like yeah we're making jokes, but that's it's because the only like this happens so much that it's laughable at this point. You know what I mean? Right. And it's especially like the uh, like the double standard and the ignorance of all of it is is laughable. And I think mm-hmm. that um, you know I. I it's so funny that a lot of these great parts of black culture come out of uh, start out of um, like our, our um, at our detriment, essentially. Right. Speak, speaking of speaking of Kanye West, by the way, I'm scrolling through black Twitter as we speak. What do you mean you're scrolling through black Twitter? I'm, I didn't give I'm you the scro- password. Well, <laughs> I snuck in Jared. Uh. I created a fake Twitter account and uh, snuck <laughs> yeah, but just say there's no way they'd let in a chat and in, in there, <laughs> right? No, no, no shit. Um, but there's this, there's the picture of Kanye hugging Trump, yeah, and then be- below it is a picture of Samuel L. Jackson's character in Django Unchained with Leonardo DiCaprio, who's oh, yeah, like I've the slave owner. And it was like I knew I recognized Kanye and Trump from somewhere. Well, that's another uh, that's, that's another hot hot button black Twitter issue is Kanye West. Kanye West, famously, I would say, I'm not even going to say infamously, many years ago said the line, uh, George Bush don't care about black people. And Mm -hmm. um, ever since then, and, you know, Kanye West also makes great music. And, Mm -hmm. well, did. I'm I'm not a big fan of most of his recent stuff. But anyway, people have really uh, supported him, even though he's done a lot of crazy shit in the past before. It's not like he's new to crazy shit. But um, some would say, some would say, He's crossed the line. And, um, you know, it's kind of also similar, you know, similar. This is going to sound ridiculous, but it's also kind of similar to Bill Cosby, where it's like n- n- most people in the quote unquote black community are, are don't even really like Bill Cosby because there's a lot of, um, you know, he's got a lot of that pull your pants up kind of like this is why you aren't getting anywhere in life. But also at the same time, and like don't swear and all that stuff. Well, at the same time, all these people that don't like him for that probably also like Cosby Show and grew up with that show and all that stuff. And um, it, there becomes this dilemma where you have where people, um, you know, either have to sta- you choose to stand up for someone or have to, quote unquote, cancel or boycott or whatever it is. And um, I, I try not to partake in that. First of all, I, I try not to idolize people. You know, I'm, I'm always like. These people, you can't have any faith in these people. You don't know these people, but this, but also, mm-hmm. um, for sure, I understand why why it can be such a controversial topic, especially when the stuff that Kanye West is talking about. It's like you like, it is based on a lot of historical ignorance, and it's also based on a lot of, um, like ego and and just self centered stuff. You know, right. Well, and plus his comments about slavery, I feel like were super controversial as well. Yes. Yes. But he's also now he's now he's um like he's like he's full on like he just I don't know I it's just it's so hard for me to even follow it because I'm like I I've, I like I, what what do you want from this guy are you like looking for this like I just don't understand what you want from him I I I, I don't get it and I and, right. and I understand that um I I don't know I don't know I but I, I don't know I think I, I I what it is I just struggle with anyone like putting any faith or or anything into any people that they don't 
friggin' know, you know? It's like, you don't know these people. Well, I, I agree with you, but I think what most people might argue is that they have so much social influence and so many right. people yeah, who that's do true. That's idolize true. them and look up to them. And people you know. are let down or, or excited, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, and people are, it's, it's interesting watching people just slowly, like in the quote unquote black Twitter community, slowly just like say, fuck you, Kanye West. And I get it. But uh, it is an interesting thing to watch. And I think, um, I mean, that is a great representation of a, of like a, a black Twitter um, fiasco, you know. Um, another thing about black Twitter is it's that it's the home, it, it's where all great hashtags originate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, that uh, some of my favorites that I remember are uh hashtag black girl magic that one is a constant one that's a staple of black twitter and it's essentially uh giving um you know which when other you know giving praise to some black woman for something that's a staple another one let me ask you if you remember this one uh hashtag paula's best dishes is this like paula dean yeah Remember I, she? I uh, do you do you remember she? Um, I mean, I remember she dropped the n bomb, didn't she? Well, or? no, it was more than that. She um was planning a a uh, like a slavery themed uh, wedding, and what? it was like a uh, and holy <laughs> shit! I did not know that. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I'm serious. Wow. Um, damn. I think she might have also said the n word too, but I mean, I think you're more, you're more of an idiot if that's surprising to you. Uh, it's like, yeah, of course she's of the N-word. Look at her. She's like 318 <laughs> years old, and she's from Alabama or whatever. Right. Um, but I, I, I have a couple. A, uh, um, so, you know, people were making fun of, of, um, of Paula Dean on Twitter when that happened. That was in 2015, I believe. Or, excuse me, 2013. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, for example, hashtag Paula's Best Dishes. Ku Klux Klan Dyke Bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Paula Dean can teach you how to properly segregate the eggs whites from the colored yolk. Hashtag Paula's oh, best dishes. God. Um, there's some, hold on. Let me give you. I got some more. I got some more. Um, <laughs> Massaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh, hashtag Paula's best food dishes. White devil's food cake. <laughs> Back of the bus biscuits. <laughs> oh God. Jesus. Uh, um, uh, and I think uh, there's uh, oh Uncle Tomato Soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are great. And, those uh, are we shall hashtags. over crumb cake. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I mean uh, that's the beauty of like humor and Black Twitter is that it gives people a place to share these things and and kind of come together in in this great community. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. And there's um there's been another there was another one too. That uh, that that was one of my favorites. That 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 was from it's crazy to think that that's also 2015 because social media time uh is on a different it's it's just it's it's totally like it's on a different I don't know what the proper word is. wavelength plane uh stratosphere. You're not helping. Why aren't you helping me? You're just sitting there silently while I'm trying to think of a word. Cause I'm I'm scrolling through Black Twitter. Sorry, I've been been distracted. <laughs> That's the thing about Black Twitter is that uh, it sucks you in. 
It it really does. There's there's a lot of great stuff on here. Um. Anyway, so another good one is uh, famous Melania Trump quotes. Do you know where that one comes oh, from? Oh yes, that comes from the fact that she copied Michelle Obama, right? Yes. The speech. Yes. So there's stuff like you know I have a dream hashtag famous Melania Trump quotes. There's, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I wake up in a house built by slaves. I mean, Slovenians. Hashtag famous <laughs> Melania quotes. <laughs> so um, and all of this stuff is based off of some, I think, I mean, I would argue genuine bullshit that's happening. But, mm-hmm. um, and they don't, by the way, I'll say this. They don't all have to be based off of um, like bullshit. So, some of them are just fun ones. See, now I need to like, now I'm like on my phone too. But um, there are some, like, for example, one of my personal favorites from a while ago was the uh, Thanksgiving clapback. Do you remember that? Yes, those are hilarious, the Thanksgiving clapbacks. Uh, well, see, I wish I could, um, I wish I could find I re- some. I remember, I remember one that was like, uh, and I don't know if this was on Twitter or not, but I remember a Thanksgiving clapback that was like, uh, you know, um, getting a <laughs> tattoo is a pretty permanent decision. And they're like, yeah, like, yeah, Aunt Jackie, so is having three kids with, like, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, there's that, here's, there's, like, uh, auntie, damn, you're on your fourth piece of pie. Damn, you're on your fourth baby daddy. And then <laughs> a lot of the ones like that are also accompanied by, like, someone, like, drinking a mug of tea, but it's, which in the, um, the, the, the sips tea is also a very important part of black, uh, the black community, which essentially the sips tea means, like, it's the petty or passive aggressive way of saying like, but that's not my business. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but who am I to say? Or it's like, I see you're uh, not in college. I see your son's still in jail, <laughs> but that's not my business. <laughs> right. Uh, I was drinking. Um, I wasn't drinking when I was 16. Can't drink when you're pregnant. <laughs> Hashtag Thanksgiving clap, clap back. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I want to see if there are any other good ones. All right. No, anyway, I love, that was another one of my personal favorites was the Thanksgiving clapbacks. Um, however, I'll say this. It wasn't all fun and games, as I mentioned before on, uh, on Twitter. Um, there were also like, some, like a lot, a lot of this, these, this jokery starts from a place of addressing some sort of uh serious, situation so for example we mentioned uh, oh no we did not uh f- for example hashtag uh say her name do you have you do you have you heard of that one Mm-mm. so that was a um result of black lives matter they were focusing on a lot of like uh, black men that were being killed by police and all and, and all oh, that stuff. yeah yeah okay uh-huh. and the hashtag say her name was to um shed light on a lot of the black women that were also being uh, murder that weren't being talked about. For example, Sandra Bland and Rakia Boyd, they were big ones. Like, I believe Sandra Bland was the one that was um, smoking the cigarette and then, like, they, like, arrested her and then she, like, magically died while they were, like, in custody. Yeah, in custody, yeah, in police custody, yeah. And then, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember what the Rakia Boyd one was off the, off the top of my head. Um, I can't remember. It was a while ago. That's a shame. But anyway... Say her name came out of that. And then there was also, as, oh, I mentioned before, I believe that Me Too. Did I say that? I, I'm so uh, scatterbrained. I got Ferrari Testarossas on my mind. Me Too um, was a, uh, came from a, uh, a, a 2006 piece that was written by someone, I believe, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa Milano used it. Um, I, who, she, and by the way, the woman was also given credit, to be fair. She was given credit. 
But um, Alyssa Milano used it, obviously, to um, shed light on some sexual assault that she had uh, experienced in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, Black Lives Matter also is another one that we'll talk about a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So who would you say are some black Twitter icons? Some people in in the black Twitter community that uh, are highlighted often, respected, coveted. You're you're asking the wrong guy, my you can't, dude. You can't think of any. You can't name one. Just think about it. Uh, I I mean I would imagine prob. I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Like I said, you you already said like I'm never on Twitter. This is my first time scrolling through Black Twitter. Um, <laughs> and ha- have you seen any celebrities as you've scrolled through while I'm talking? Um, actually, no, I have not. Uh, well, I'll give an obvious one, Beyonce. Okay. And the, the thing about Beyonce is I don't even really consider myself that big of a Beyonce fan, but I do find myself wanting to stick up for her just because, like, I find any, most, um, most insults or, or uh, hatred to be un, uh, unfounded. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm not even a huge fan of hers, but I, I also think that you shitting on her is, is, is uh, unfounded. Serena Williams, obviously. Oh, that makes sense. Black Twitter that icon. Uh, people love Serena, uh, mm-hmm. especially in a sport like tennis. Or, for example, Tiger Woods, who's not even like the greatest of humans. I think he he gets a lot of respect in Black Twitter because it is cool to see a black person in a sport where they don't really want black people, like tennis and golf, right. and uh, for them to just dominate. And for example, Tiger Woods, who recently just won. Something important. U.S. Open? He won. Um, I know he just won another major. I'm not sure which, but yeah. Um, sure. I'll tell you what he won. Tiger Woods won uh, his first golf tournament since four back surgeries, which was um, when the tour cha- uh What the fuck is this tour, tour called? The Tiger Woods Tour is what it's called. He uh, yeah, won the Tiger Woods tour, is. and um, and uh, he, I think Black Twitter kind of likes it more, and it's more because um, uh, people like to. I, I think not even not even fully based off of his race, but but um, just someone as good as him in general. People like to see someone like that fall from glory. You know, people, in, especially in our society like this today, people love to see people like get embarrassed or fall from glory. Or for example, like. Um, Alvin from the Cosby show who, you know, people are shitting at him for, um, working at, uh, for working at Whole or Trader Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, It's like people love to see, like, like love to see someone's perception of, of someone get shattered or, and it's like, I think that that's why people like to root for someone like Tiger Woods where it's like, yeah, no, we recognize that, uh, he was cheating in his, with, he was cheating on his wife and he might, he's kind of not the greatest of humans, but also, um, you know, don't doubt us. I think there's a lot of that in there, and that's there's a lot of support uh, in Black Twitter, which I think support in general is something that white people don't understand. Is because that they don't have that that sort of camaraderie camaraderie throughout each other. I don't think, and there's not like, oh, that's another white person. It's not like you don't do that like head nod to other white. It's just not there's not that right. same sort of right. camaraderie. No, I agree. There. I agree. I mean, I, this probably isn't the best person to bring up because of his sexual assault allegations, but Louis C.K. actually does a bit about that. 
Oh, what is it? I'm pretty sure it's Louis C.K. Um, I'm what he what he says is he says that basically kind of the same thing. Like as a white dude, if he saw like another white dude getting beat up like in the park, it's not like he would like oh, go yeah, to his rescue that, just because yeah. he's a white dude, right? Right. Um, you know, uh, um, where yeah, it's just I I agree with you. Like I don't, but see, I think it's because there's a slight there's a slight difference. You know, sadly most most black people in the United States can't trace back, you know, they, they know that they most likely came probably from somewhere in Africa, unless they immigrated from like Jamaica or somewhere in the Caribbean, um, which they still probably would have also. I was going to say they got the Jamaicans got there because of slavery as well. I believe well, exactly. <laughs> they did. They did. But I guess my point, yeah, that's irrelevant. What my point is like, a lot I, of I understand people, what you're getting at though. Yeah. A lot of white people, they have, you know, Oh, I'm German American or I'm Irish American or I'm wh- whatever. You know, so like when white people ask me, you know, well, oh, why can't we have a white pride month? It's like, do you understand how ignorant and stupid that statement is? Like, <laughs> right. like we don't we don't have a white pride month because look at look at what we teach in our history classes. You know, I mean, it's all focused on white European American people, you know. And also, I think, um, you know, back to the Twitter thing is that Twitter has shed light onto the fact that there are so many stories or things that go overlooked just because there's not someone looking out for someone else or just because someone doesn't happen to have a camera there. And I, I think that, especially in recent history with the, uh, you know, with this black Twitter thing, people have realized that, especially in the black community, that we have to stick up for each other because it is so easy for someone to get off. It is so easy for someone to be uh, say, no, I didn't do that or that's not how it went, especially when the black person is dead and that there's only right. one side of the story being told and no right. one else was For there sure. to see it where it's like, Oh no, it, like, Hey, don't forget that if you like, like you have to, uh, there, like you need to have every bit of evidence you, you can to prove, to, to, to prove your innocence. That's what you're essentially, you're proving the innocence mm-hmm. of the person that was killed rather than proving the guilt of the person that, or innocence, you know, to be fair or innocence, but you right. know, a lot of guilt. Of the people right. that are doing the killing. <laughs> right. But it's like, yeah, of course it's easy to do that when there's only the side of the story of the person that did the killing. I had a teacher in, in um, high school, and uh, he used to be a uh, like a captain in the Navy. And he would always say, if you um, if someone breaks into your house and and you shoot them, shoot to kill. Because if you kill them in, the, in your house, then you have, you know, you're within your rights. But if they're still mm-hmm. alive, then there's someone else to tell their side of the story, which is only going to complicate things. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's it's important for um for there to be a group or, a, or whether it be through hashtags or whatever, where like you said, like people people can spread awareness and like yeah, it's it's very important. I got a question for you, so I'm still scrolling through black Twitter. What are your <laughs> thoughts on uh so so somebody posted the news you want to think Kanye is a lone wolf? But brothers and sisters are walking away from the identity politics that kept us oppressed. And they have a picture of a bunch of uh, black guys wearing Make America Great Again hats and, like, Trump hats. What are your thoughts on that? On, like, black people that support Trump? Yeah. I think they're fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, I, it's it's ridiculous to me. I Like, it, because it always goes back to me to that whole thing of... 
of supporting a racist. It's like, oh, I didn't vote for him because of not because of racial racial things. Fine, maybe you maybe you do under maybe you are you did vote for him for economic reasons. However, the racial part is undeniable. So you're okay with that, is what you're saying? Or it's like I'm okay with that because I'm gonna I don't know my taxes will look better because I'm rich or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I think that that sort of ignorance is ridiculous. And I think that dating back to the fucking 80s, there's been proof of, of his racism with the Central Park Five, where even when the, those kids in, in New York were proven innocent of rape on, uh, on, some, mm-hmm. um, on some white women that, I don't know if the white women accused them or, or however, but he insisted that they were guilty even after that, even, that, even after it had been proven innocent by like semen. He and didn't and didn't he want them to get the death penalty? Probably, I, I probably. And then and, and then so and then so there's that all the way back up and, and and not even to get into his dad by the way. And then it goes all the way up to Obama's pre- uh, presidency, to where he was insisting birtherism and insisting that he wasn't from America and all that stuff. And um, it's just like this. It, it's just a level of ignorance and wanting to. And I think a lot of it, I personally believe. A lot of it comes from wanting to fit in and wanting to um, just w- wanting to and 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 not and 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 I'd have to say purposely because I think it has to be on purpose. Having a short-sighted view of what racism is, where it's like, oh, my coworker or my friend doesn't say the n-word. Oh, my friend is is nice to me. What are you talking about? He invited me over. He invited my family over for dinner on Christmas or whatever. It's like he's not. It's like. You, you guys have all these um, bad – you guys um, put all these uh, lies, you know, or make all these things up about Trump supporters or just because they're uh, white people. And it's like it's like that to say that is to be ignorant to um, the realities of what uh, has been said and what is still being said. So I'd say fuck them. And I think that uh, it's pathetic. And I think that um, – that, I, I, well, you know what I often wonder is how they're going to look back at themselves like 30 years from now. I, I just I, because it's just like history will write itself. And and and, I, you know, it's, it's the same thing with like, say, for example, when people were marching around Martin Luther King's time. How many of these fucking people were saying that they were like, oh, I was there. It's like, no, you weren't. You're telling him that he was, uh, you know, wasting his time and no one was listening to him. And he needs to go home or else he's going to get killed. It's like I, I, it's just uh, people disgust me is what it is. Sorry. Right. No. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you, man. I mean, yeah, it just we live we live in a very strange time right now. I, you know, I think. But here's the other thing. I actually don't. A lot, you hear a lot of people say, and I don't know if they say this on black Twitter or not, but you hear a lot of people say that now we are more divided than ever. ever. And I read a really interesting post from somebody that said, Really, it's been more divided for you than ever, because if you look historically, I mean, especially if you were a black person in the United States, things were a lot more divided. I mean, they were literally segregated. Your schools were different, everything. And so I feel like maybe for some people who who have a lot of privilege, um, maybe for them, they think it's more politically divided. But I think there's still a lot of issues. And I mean, the nice thing about black Twitter is. It is a space for people to talk about these issues, which I think is really important. I think a lot of the people that also try to use the argument that things are better, because yes, obviously, we we've object objectively gotten better since like the sixties, seventies, forties, fifties, blah 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 blah. 
But I, I think to to use that as some sort of way to say like, look, what we're doing better is just to discount the also the reality of what's happening right now. Or it's like just because we've just because we can use the same drinking fountain uh, doesn't mean um, doesn't mean that there aren't serious issues that that we are now just supposed to ignore just because it's better. And it's like I, I think a lot of the saying it's better. What's the problem? More comes from people wanting to not deal with what the problems are. Can I give you some more black Twitter icons? Absolutely. Well, can I give you one? Because I, I don't know how I don't know how I forgot this person, but I got one for you. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Sean King. Sean King. Oh yes, yes. There's a lot of debate about Sean King. Why is that? People claim he's not black. I don't know the answer. I don't follow Sean King, but I don't know the answer. But I'm familiar with him. I know who he is. But people do claim he's not black and try to use that against him. Why? Just because he's lighter skinned? Yeah. And I think uh, it's uh, it's also, um, yeah, I don't, once again, I don't know that, I don't know, I don't even follow him, so I don't know that much about him. I know who he is, and I'm very familiar with this, uh, with his post of, uh, and, and he's just shedding awareness on a lot of stuff. But mm. I uh, just, in, I just hear a lot of people talk about um, that they don't believe he's black. And I, you know, I think it's bullshit. I do think it's bullshit. But uh, yeah, I think uh, he's definitely a staple. He, um, uh, the only reason I'd say the main reason I don't follow him is because all he does is just put out just like uh, like at all. It, it is, and sometimes I get it through like retweets and stuff. And I was like, I, I can't follow this because that's like all it is. I need some some variety in my like I, in my po- in my post from people. But yes, right. you are you are correct. I'd say he's definitely a, a, a staple in in Black Twitter. But I think. Um, I don't know. You know, I agree with you, but I I know I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Ava DuVernay. Do you know who Ava DuVernay is? No. Mm-mm. Ava DuVernay is a uh, American film director, producer, screenwriter, film marketer, and film distributor. Uh, she's uh, won the directing award in the U.S. Dramatic Competition at Sundance for her second feature. Okay, that's garbage. I mean, not garbage, but that's not what I want to talk about. I didn't mean to say garbage. Sorry. She's great. Um, she's made films like, um, Selma, the 13th, A Wrinkle in Time. And she's also, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe she, um, uh, oh yeah. So anyway, she's also, um, so she's like just a, um, producer. Oh, she's also uh, produced uh, a, a TV show called Queen Sugar, which is very popular. So she's just like a very popular, um, and well-known a producer and writer for, and she's known for um, finding activities for um, for black for black people and 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 getting a lot of black shows produced and put on the air because uh, she's got a lot of a lot of push in in the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also, you know, not only a great uh, you know you know a great producer and all that stuff, but she's uh, got a great presence on uh, on Twitter. She's always. Uh, She's uh she's um popular on Twitter. Uh do you have you heard of can I I'm I'm going to name some some um some movies or excuse me some TV shows for you. And I just want I just want to just get your what what do these have in common? Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal, um How to Get Away with Murder. What do all these have in common? 
I only know of a few of the shows, um, but I would I would assume either I don't know are they either written, directed, or produced by <laughs> I, I don't know Chad. You're so good. Good guess. Uh, no, they are uh, all written and produced and or authored. You know, so, uh, so mm-hmm. she has books too by Shonda Rhimes, who is also oh, a gotcha. um, okay. black Twitter icon. Another black Twitter icon uh, is Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. She is the uh, She's a uh, representative from California, and uh, people often call her Auntie Maxine. And I think people call her that because a, a lot of people can relate to her in, in the black Twitter community. A lot of people are like, I have someone in my family like that. And um, she's and she uh, is she stands up for herself and she stands up against Trump and people like that, too, obviously. Right. So, um, I mean, obviously, people also don't like her, which I, I think also helps with her be a uh, icon in the black Twitter community is because of how much shit she gets for the stuff she says. Where it's right. like there are people that support her and like, no, no, keep saying your stuff. People are listening to you. Also, if the Democrats do flip the House she would be the um like the oh shit speaker I remember yeah i think the speaker or like the majority uh okay i person, got you basically i which got would you. be super interesting By the that way, everyone would be votes in november <laughs> right yeah we'll see yeah get out and vote people do you um, vote from uh czech republic yeah i have to i'm Send still it in. waiting yeah i'm still waiting on my absentee ballot um, also dude uh, sorry i was also trying to look up the questions regarding race for Sean King and no other than Reddit Milo Yiannopoulos. I don't know how to say his name, Why, but okay, the writer from Breitbart, he is the one who um, started the whole questions regarding race. Of shocker. course, on Breitbart. What a shock. Did you know right? that Milo Yiannopoulos married a uh, black man recently? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know he, how he likes that the, relationship. Works, I know that that dude is that dude is straight up in the sunken place. Another popular black Twitter term, the sunken place, which is often used for those make America great again wearing black dudes. Okay. And the sunken place. Uh, have you seen Get Out the movie? Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, so in that movie, it's all about uh, essentially brainwashing or, or, or brainwashing black men and women and using them for using their bodies um, for conduits to uh dead white people mm-hmm. and um so those black people would almost be robots and and essentially are controlled by the white uh the white person and um when when they're and so the but that black person's soul and like consciousness is still aware but it's like deep in this place they call a sunken place where you have no access to it but you're aware of it and so when mm-hmm. people are out of like you know la- have no control or are saying ridiculous things, it's like you're clearly not in control of your body right now. You're in the sunken place, controlled by uh, these white people. Um, uh, well, I guess I could also say Jordan Peele is a um, black Twitter icon, especially since and uh, you know in his black Twitter iconness has traveled because he started as a black Twitter icon due to Key and Peele. I mean, which is they, a great show. They arguably, you know, even though Chappelle show is probably what started it. Key and Peele is arguably one of the most famous um, skit shows ever, like ever. Their, their, their skits on uh, YouTube have hundreds of millions of views. For example, the skit, the, the, the bit where um, 
Jordan Peele, who plays Obama, is walking through a uh, a uh, room and he's shaking hands with with people. And whenever it's a white person, he's like, thank you very much. And he gives like a respectful handshake. And then when it's black person, people, he'll like hug them or dap them up or like be like, hey. And nice. <coughs> this clip. Sorry, I've been talking so much that like my voice is getting raspy. Like I can feel it. Hold on. No worries. You know what's funny though about that show is um, Dave Chappelle said somewhere. Uh, I that, saw that. Yeah, he said that they were kind of in one of his, his in one show. of his specials. Yeah. Uh huh. But anyways. But he also, I mean, he admits that it was a joke too, and it's a joke. Yeah. But, well, yeah I mean, course, but also all all jokes are based in reality. I mean, there is also that right. too. <laughs> so he was For joking, sure. but he's also like, I'm. But I mean what I say. But I'm not mad. I don't think he's mad. Because that could have been him. He gave up the uh, the giant paycheck. So theoretically, that could have been him if he kept going because he only did two seasons. However, right. you're obviously familiar with what I'm talking about, right? This um, Obama clip that's been turned... Oh, yeah. That has resurfaced recently because it probably came out in like 2013, 2012, 2014, something mm-hmm. like that. But it's resurfaced recently due to... I'll give the guy's credit. At Matt, M-A-T-T-E underscore black, who did the first one about um marvel movies and essentially what it is is you know you wherever whenever it's like uh one of the white people where you, where you shake where it's the shaking someone's hand you're like oh it's something that like i respect but i don't really like it but then what they'll do is then they'll like have like the black people will be like oh uh you know black panther and it's like them like dapping up one of the black people and it mm-hmm. has sweeped the internet by storm this me uh, this video has taken over and they're all great it's so good it's it's it, it's just like the, the 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 originality of that stuff is great it's like who even thinks to do that but then once someone does it it blows up and so matt black i looked up his tweet and he uh that has about 155,000 retweets so oh, nice. uh, shout out to matt that's black. a lot okay yeah my i got i got a, a couple questions for you okay uh, well, well first of all have you seen the um, Keen Peel sketch where the the substitute teacher comes in? Of course, we and he's we, saying all the names wrong. We you, we took AA Ron and used it on uh, Peaches, right? Right. So was was that that like sentence a big made thing no on? sense to anyone except for? Uh, <laughs> by right. the way, we right. took AA Ron and used it on Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't make any sense. <laughs> that won't make any sense. Any, anyways. Um, <clears throat> Like, was that also, like, a thing on Black Twitter? Like, did that become widespread? Do you know? I don't know. Or? I think, first of all, that might have been pre-Black Twitter for me personally. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sh- obviously, it's popular. Right. And everyone knows it and everyone's seen it. But I-, I, don't, I don't know how well that's adapted to Black Twitter other than, like, people knowing what it is. Because I think those clips are so ubiquitous in the social media square. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. anyone that, anyone that uh, is, like up to date on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. First of all, saying up to date on Facebook is an oxymoron in, in this day and age, by the way. Right. Um, but anyone that's up to date on Twitter or Instagram or something has probably seen all, you know, most of the famous, uh, key and peel sketches. And I think that, uh, the, the Jaqueline is, is one of the staples in there too. Oh yeah. Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all, Present. They're all good. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they're just fantastic, though. Both both of those guys, King Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, did you see that uh, they're rebooting um, uh, 
Twilight Zone with uh, hosted by Jordan Peele. Oh, what? That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I think it's so. So I got I got another like question for you about Black Twitter. Uh huh. How bad was Rachel Dolezal dragged through the mud on there? Uh, yeah, she had to have gotten roasted, right? One of the one of my bullet points was not Rachel Dolezal. I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't even think about that. But one of them was um, the art of dragging. Okay. Which is essential. Which it goes back to what we were saying before: is taking terrible situations and turning them hilarious. There were there were so many. And see, I wish I had um, more ready to go. But there were so many uh, Rachel Dolezal hashtags that were just amazing. And uh, I wish I wish I could find some, but I can't, I won't be able to find them on on the fly. Well, Rachel Dolezal, I'll do some looking right now for you. Don't worry. Rachel Dolezal was essentially uh, who she was was she was a um, a member of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington, which theoretically would be fine if you're a white person. They allow white people to be members. However, she was also the director, which you could be a white person and director, I guess. But she um, she pretended to be black, and she uh, like. Um, presented herself as a black person and claimed that she was black where it was proven that she's not her parents two white as fuck people uh came out and said we're her parents we're white as fuck she's not black and she's like nah i'm black and did you know that she actually recently you know within a couple years has also changed her name to some like african name did you know that um so um yeah so rachel dolezal was made fun of hardcore on um on Twitter, and there were many hashtags with, I hope Chad, if, since he's not paying attention to me, I hope he's at least finding some good hashtags. Well, so the, the big hashtag is Ask Rachel. Okay, yes. Oh, by so the way, right, before we get into this, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. not Rachel. It's uh, uh, Nikichi Amare Diallo. That's her, oh, that's her, her current name. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, that's just too funny. Ask Nikichi. <laughs> this okay? So she, Rachel Dolezal is, is essentially like the Lindsay Lohan of black people. No, I actually not even fair. Lindsay Lohan is not this offensive, but she Lindsay Lohan is creeping towards Rachel Dolezal levels uh, with Arab people. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So this is yeah. Ask Rachel. The re, yeah people are just posting all sorts of stuff and just hashtag Ask Rachel. Um, somebody said, uh, I'll give him credit or credit's due. Um, the average black man at the, the AVG black man in 2015 said, can transracial be a thing? Hashtag black Twitter got me. And then the two like laughing, crying emojis with hashtag ask, ask Rachel tweets about, but are other whites passing for black? That's a good question. Um, that is a good question. But the, but the, I I think that's a question that's no one a, that no one has asked because why uh why would you want to do that like the, the, I don't us as black people do not see the benefit of doing that it's like what right. do you get what are you gaining from this and it's just like w- like how hard do you need to be accepted where you can't even like where, like where you feel like you need to uh to do that it's pathetic I agree um ask Rachel the proper order uh. Oh, oops! Sorry, I don't even. I didn't even mean to. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at some of the Ask Rachel's too. This is this is great. This is from at Shandy Twenty One, uh, and she she writes. Um, I just love when hashtag Black Twitter comes together for a common goal. Hashtag Ask Rachel. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. These are just too funny. Oh my god. Mary Blige doesn't want hateration or holleration and wear. A her home, B at work, C in cars, D this dancer re. Ask Rachel. <laughs> These are it, just great. If R. Kelly's mind is telling him no, what is his body telling him? A possibly, B no, yes. Go home, Robert, you're drunk. <laughs> Ask Rachel. Oh my god, there's a meme. That has the Power Rangers, and she's the Black Ranger. It's like Rachel Dolezal be like, and she's the Black Power Ranger. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, once again, some bullshit that turns into a hilarious joke. Here, here you go, Jared. I, uh, so there's a picture of red Kool-Aid. And it says, what flavor is this? Hashtag, hashtag ask Rachel. A, tropical punch. B, cherry. C, strawberry. D, red. I'm going to guess. Is it red? Is red the Probably. right answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. That is... I mean, hey, listen. Don't put me on the spot. Another popular thing in the black community, speaking of which, is the uh, the cookout. Okay. And inviting to the cookout. Uh, I personally, uh, you know, I, I think the quote-unquote cookout is a funny concept. But I need to make it clear, I would invite no one to the cookout. I don't care if you're the most uh, understanding non-black person. I'm not inviting anyone to the cookout. Um, but it is just a funny concept. And it's like, for example, Justin Timberlake lost his, uh, his uh, cookout invitation a long time ago. Uh, really since, uh, since Janet Jackson has he lost his cookout uh, invitation. But that is a very popular uh, thing in the black Twitter sphere is, is this person invited to the cookout. Another um, black Twitter icon is Cardi B, I would say. Okay. And I say Cardi... So, so not Nicki Minaj, huh? Ha. <laughs> ha. Listen to Chad trying to start some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chad thinks he's so fucking clever. Not Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is losing her standing. Nicki, what are you doing? She's p- Nicki Minaj is petty. She's arguing with other people that are putting out albums and saying that her album's better and blah, 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 blah. It really is just because she's mad that... Uh, hers didn't sell as many as I believe it was Travis Scott and Travis Scott like hey I'm minding my own business why are you why are you right. bringing me up it's like I'm, uh, what am I supposed to I can't help that people, more people want my album and her and Cardi B and she, and she shits like Cardi B but people love Cardi B because Cardi B one she keeps it real and by keeps it real I mean she's very she, she seems to be very authentic to herself she's mm-hmm. from um, the Bronx I believe and she has a very like I believe she's also Dominican and she has a very like stereotypical De- Bronx Dominican demeanor. She doesn't like. She doesn't seem to um, let the the celebrity uh, uh, distort who she is. And, and people and people love to see someone that's 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 succeeding while staying true to themselves. For example, oh, Tiffany for Haddish sure. is another I'd say black Twitter icon for I'd say the same reason, where she you know she's come she stays very tr- authentic to herself and. Um, and she's she's you know not she's went from just a comedian to now a full blown movie star. Also, on, it's somewhat related. There's also a Reddit Black People Twitter. Uh, I'd believe it. You know, I I I've seen that before, but I haven't delved into it because I I think I just assumed I was like, well, there's no way this is actually run by Black people. Like I just assumed it was like how white people figured out what we were talking about was on Reddit. Right, and that's that's how that's how words like on fleek and lit slip slip into the uh, mainstream. 
It's through Reddit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So tell Definitely. me about this Reddit. You brought it up just to, for, for no reason? You had well, nothing else to say about I, I, that I'm, other I'm than sk- that? I'm, I'm, I'm skimming through it. <laughs> uh, this one's funny. So this one says, you had, cr- uh, you had Crocs, but go off, dot, dot, dot. Um, and this is from at Clotboy J- Jojo, I think. Parents, when you get new shoes, I only had one pair when I was your age, and I had to wear them until they had holes in them. Me, weird flex, but okay. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, another popular hashtag, my last one, was Oscar So White, which um, also had a lot of great, um, a lot of great tweets. And it, it, it's mm-hmm. one more thing that came out of just a awareness that uh, Oscars was filled with, um, you know, white people. And I believe it's changed, too. Like, I, I, I'd say that if you look at Emmys and Oscars of recent, there's way more uh, representation. So stuff like this fucking works. Right. By the way, it's, it, 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 uh, let me just say, I'm talking to the listeners right now. Let me tell you how hard it is to conduct a professional podcast when I can physically see in Chad's face that he's not paying attention to me. I'm watching him not pay attention and laugh at stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally talking to no one right now. I'm, uh-huh. I'm listening. I'm trying to multitask. I'm not a great multitasker. I, I believe that you're listening, but it is hard to watch you not li- like like clearly pay attention to something else. I was trying to find <laughs> I was trying to find a good gem for you, and I think I found one. Okay. So this is from this is from um, Reddit Black People Twitter, and it's from uh, at Christine Fox, and she said it's a picture of uh, Steve Carell, and uh, someone said uh, Steve Carell. Oh shit! It, well, somebody's Twitter handle at Jim Halpert. Um, Steve Carell is aging better than a fine wine, folks. And then she commented, he looks like Ellen DeGeneres when he shaves. <laughs> Cry face emoji. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty hilarious. By the way, Sorry that- there has been a lot of talk about Steve Carell recently. Apparently, he's he's been aging very well. He's kind of got the salt and pepper beard going mm-hmm, on now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he is, he's, uh, he's definitely grown up. Uh, you know, shout out to the sexy uh, <laughs> I feel like, aging I feel like- Steve Carell. There might even be some some tweets way down there in the black Twitterverse, probably roasting maybe Steve Carell or because he said some borderline, ra- not even borderline. He said some blatant racist I mean, first of all, shit. He in did. The it was ri- not written by him, but yeah, he did. Right. Say, he did say it. But yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh, I, I hate to use this, but it was a different time, I guess, because he said homophobic stuff. He said mm-hmm. uh, sexist stuff, and he literally and that tweeted- show is one of the most popular shows of like that era. Right. Well, and he he tweeted out. Um, I I think it was him, or he said in a, in some type of interview that the office, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't work in today's oh, climate, yeah. which I agree. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, and that's also the struggle that um this, we've seen the Simpsons have. For example, like them dealing with the uh, Apu character. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like, and they talk. They even talk like they even subtly mentioned how like times have changed and people can't take take jokes anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I just, I, like, what's funny is what's funny. And so mm-hmm. if people aren't laughing, it's that you can't adapt, not that people can't take jokes anymore. Because right. it, it, the joke, it's a joke if people are laughing. And so it's not like, oh, in 1999, this joke would have been hilarious. Where it's like, well, then it's not a joke anymore, apparently. And so you have to figure out, it's not like people don't know how to laugh anymore. It's that you're not saying stuff that pe- makes people want to laugh. Right. I agree. That's a good point. And apparently, I haven't seen it, 
But apparently, uh, South Park, who has always gone after shows similar to it, like Family Guy and Sim- mm-hmm. The Simpsons, handled the Apu situation in an episode. And actually, from what I heard, I didn't. Once again, I didn't even watch the episode, and I I didn't even read about it. I just saw a headline, headline, which is a very popular Twitter way to uh, talk about things. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they handle it very well, which uh, goes to show you once again. Uh, I haven't. I, I, let me look it up. Let me see if I can get a little synopsis um, about it. But it goes to show you that no, you can be funny and talk about serious topics. It's just you have to have the skills. To do it. Let's see. According to Digital Spy, a website I've never heard of, and I'll probably never go to again after I read this. <laughs> um, let's see. South Park mocks the Simpsons Apu character in the latest episode. The problem with Apu, A space P-O-O. Uh-huh. Never, wants to sh- never one to shy away from public controversies. Contra- controversies. South Park took aim at uh, another animated series in its latest episode, The, Sim- uh, the Simpsons. The third episode of its current 22nd uh, season, The Problem with Apu, once again, A space P-O-O, uh, a suitably shady title tackled the, mo- the much-discussed backlash over the uh, character of Apu and the iconic Matt Groening character. Uh, cartoon, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story revolved around the festive Christmas poo, Mr. Hanky. Uh, <laughs> reading this sounds so ridiculous, this sh- but uh, who finds his reputation go well and truly down the toilet after posting a series of offensive tweets. Oh, that's so funny. It, cult- it culminates in the uh, fecal... And the fecal fellow being exiled from the city, as Randy Marsh declares, he'll have to go to. Sorry, the someone, uh, some crimes are being uh, committed behind me. Um, I've considered recording in like a a, co- a closet, um, but I like my desk, and I'm like, you know what? I do live in the city. They, uh, wow, that's a lot of police cars. Jeez, it's still going. <laughs> uh oh. And some ambiance, you know. Uh, it's real in these streets, people. It culminates in the fecal... Oh, yeah. Randy Marsh declares he'll have to go to a place that accepts racist, uh, awful beings, uh, racist, awful beings like him. There are still places out there who don't care about bigotry and hate. And, yep, you can guess what happens next. Mr. Hankey is swiftly seen arriving in Springfield to be greeted by Apu, who tells him, Welcome, my friend. Please rest your weary feet and make yourself at home. ha, ha, ha. The Simpsons, the Simpsons was called out for perpetuating a grossly offensive racial stereotype with its uh, depiction of the Quickie Mart owner, uh, Apu, as part of a documentary released uh, called The Problem with Apu by uh, a comedian, Han, uh, Hari Kandabalu. So, yeah, that's kind of a clever way to do it. It's like go to some racist city that will accept you. It's like, all right, I'll go to Springfield where the Simpsons are. Right, exactly. Well, man, I- speaking, of, speaking of racism... Unless you have more to add about Black Twitter. Uh, no. No, that was it. I think we should move on to our song by Joy Lucas, that which song is called was, I'm Not Racist. That song was powerful. I got I got goosebumps. And I listened to it like three or four times, goosebumps every oh, time. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned to you that I've seen, and of course I've seen, I, I've seen the um, thumbnail for that song. Um, 
a bunch of times. Obviously, it's got like 95 million views. So obviously, and I mm. listen to a lot of hip hop. So obviously, it shows up in my. I did not realize every time I saw that, I didn't even realize what that was. I didn't realize it was a song. I always mm-hmm. just was under the impression that it was some uh, "Make America Great Again" dude explaining why he's not racist. You know what I mean? Like saying, right. "I didn't had no idea it was a song." And mm-hmm. so when I when you send it to me, I was like, "What?" And then I started listening to you. I was like, "Oh shit!" First of all, more than right. any, this is the song of the pod uh, segment. So first and foremost, I was listening to this as a music fan, and uh, as we say on Black Twitter, this shit goes. That dude was rapping his ass off. Uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The song no, was um, I'm good. Not Racist by Joyner Lucas, who is uh, an American uh, rapper. And also poet. Yeah, yeah, poet, rapper. Um, uh, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> and um, I was about trying to think of a third, but I got nothing. Uh, and um, what the song is, is him... Uh, is first it starts off by a dude like a kind of a heavy set white dude with a Make America Great Again hat on, mm-hmm. rapping. Well, what looks like rapping and to- or talking to uh, Joyner Lucas, who's sitting across from a table from him. But really, what it is is Joyner Lucas rapping, and then uh, the guy just vo- like uh, mouthing along right. to it. But what it is is the rap is the Make America Great Again hat wearing guy spouting a bunch of. Um, sort of right-wing talking points to why black people are what like what's really keeping black people down and why you so lazy and 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 why right. you uh like why you what's wrong and so i actually have in, uh a one there's it's it's just like a solid like it's just straight rapping for this whole song so there's no chorus there's no really like hook it's just straight i mean but it it goes very well like it, it does it fits very well so i just want to read an example of 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 what he was saying about uh, like what the uh, make america great again guy was saying mm-hmm. it's it. it's like you want to be so he's talking to joiner lucas the black guy um and uh, it's like you want to be so famous you'll do anything for attention and a little payment i can't take you nowhere without people pointing fingers Pants hanging off your ass. You ain't got no home training. Put your uh, put your fucking pants up, nigga. Sorry, people. Uh, children, cover your ears. Uh, put this. Don't say that word. Put that suit back on. Take that do rag off. Take that uh, gold out your mouth. Quit the pitiful stuff. And then maybe uh, the police uh, would stop killing you, fucks. Uh, uh, yo, what the fuck? I'm not racist. And mm. so it was essentially him just. Um, rapping from the perspective of, of of someone that claims that they're not racist but um but Got then some says pretty like, damn racist thoughts i'm not it's like essentially someone that says i'm not racist but why do black people do this or i'm not racist but why do mexicans do this or whatever which is also i i have to say i love the first line of the song with all due respect yes and, and i'm on genius.com right now and joiner lucas verified this himself he he writes with all due respect, you know that something crazy is going to come after that. Mm-hmm. For example, one of my favorite lines in the song was, so the first verse was was spoken from the, that white dude's uh, point of view. And then essentially Joyner Lucas had his, um, so the white dude's verse ended with him saying, but there's two sides to every story. I wish that I knew yours. I wish that I knew yours. I'm not racist, I swear. So he sits down, and then Joyner Lucas uh, starts rapping his essentially rebuttal 
to what he was saying. And the rebuttal starts with, with all disrespect, I don't really like you white motherfuckers. That's just where I'm at. Screaming all lives matter is a protest to my protest. What kind of shit is that? Mm-hmm. And that, that start to his verse is just great in general. I love uh-huh. that. And uh, I want to kind of read one verse, well, like a section from his oh, of rebuttal. Of course, dude. Of course. Uh, and all you care about is money and power and being ugly, and that's the uh, cracker within you. Hatred it all in your brain. It slowly starts to convince you, and then you teach it to your children until the psyche cont- cycle continue. Blame it on Puerto Rico. Blame it on OJ. Blame it on everybody. Expect for your own race. Blame it on black niggas and blame it on black citizens and at the black businesses. I ain't saying I'm innocent, but I um I might be all day now. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but I might be any day now. Uh, uh, treating everybody how you want and any way how. Mm-hmm. Whew. Jeez, this is awesome. But it's great. Oh, for sure. And I'm glad and, you, you uh, put that in front of me because I can't believe that I'd seen that and just passed over it so many times because I'm like, oh, I actually like, like the song. Uh, like, you know, obviously it's a great message. It's a deep ass mm-hmm. message, but like it just sounds like it just it's catchy, too. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's well written um, mm-hmm. and it, it really touches on a lot of issues that I think a lot of white and black Americans are dealing with right now. Right. Because, I mean, I feel like both both you know, the perspective of the white guy and the black guy, both, a lot of these are like generalizations and stereotypes, but that a lot of people think, um, but I, I also love that line, but there's two sides to every story. I wish that I knew yours. I wish that I knew yours. And mm-hmm. I feel like if we ever even want to try to overcome some of these difficult things, we need to hear each other's stories. And try yes. to hear them with as open ears as possible and open minds. And then the video ended with um, them hugging each other, which I'm honestly kind of, I'm kind of a mama hoo hoo on that part of it. Okay. Because I, I, I do struggle with just like the, um, just because you have different opinions, you need to accept the people on the quote unquote other side. Where it's like it all, it all goes back to like a lot of those different opinions are based in supporting someone that flat out dehumanizes, uh, you know, minorities and shit like that and has done so consistently and uh, is uh, is actively fighting. So it's like, wh- why do I have to be like, oh, but, you know, let me let me I- accept you and, and be friendly to you when it's like you don't even you're, you're like you're arguing something to me that is essentially um, like against my well-being as a human. Right. I'm trying to find this quote. There's a quote. Um, oh, I'm trying to find it. Um, um, one second here. Because um, there's this quote that really sums that up. Um, let's see here. Hopefully this is it right here. Um, Check black Twitter. Um, one second. Um, you betcha. Oh, damn it. I'm not I'm I'm not going to be able to find it. Basically there was a quote that said like um we can disagree but like when when you when your opinion is leading to my oppression or even my death is when you know I can't Yeah. Yeah, this ag- is no longer know, agree to disagree. And I think a lot of the struggle is too is that for people that are not in in whatever the quote unquote oppressed category is a lot of the times these arguments about race or sexuality and all that stuff. It seems like 
when it's coming from someone that's not in that group, it's more of like a um, intellectual discussion or game almost where it's like, like, like we're, we're almost fighting an intellectual topic or, or like we can, we're, we're trying to almost trying to over, over uh, like analyze something where it's like, you don't realize that you, you, you can, you can try to give it to me from all the scientific anal, anal, analysis or quote unquote, you know, base it in some sort of logic that you have, but like this over this supersedes logic. This is a human. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about people's lives and 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 stuff that has been ingrained into people for generations. Like you can't just like like you can't convince people of of why racism is better and not shouldn't be asking a problem or why sexism is 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 um, objectively better. It's like okay, but like. You don't even realize levels of racism and sexism that are unquantifiable. That's the majority of of it mm-hmm. is oh, the unquantifiable, sure. not the shit that not not even these giant cases that that mean a lot. For example, like the case that integrated schools in in Kansas, where you know, or Arkansas, whatever it was, where like kids were getting shit thrown out of them. Like, yeah, those cases are important to to history, but like like that's not even what racism is and sexism and any sort of oppression. Like, it's the Stuff that can't be quantified, quantified on a fucking daily basis. I agree. And I actually have, I found the quote. So here's Ooh. the quote. And actually, you know All what, Jared? All it took was me to talk and yammer for a little bit longer. Exactly. And actually, you know what, Jared? <clears throat> I think uh, we're actually going to end our pod this week with two quotes. This quote and one other quote. Okay. But I want to read this quote um, for you and for all of our listeners. It's by Joyner Lucas, Baldwin. I'm not racist. Untranslatable one. I'll oh, yeah, post it on you. Twitter. Uh, the, uh, I always post it the day after the episode drops. Perfect. I don't know so why I do it. that, but I, that's how I do it. It's all good, <laughs> man. You do you. Uh, I appreciate you posting it on our Twitter. So here we go. So this is by James Baldwin. And he said, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. Yes. And I believe if you go back to many episodes ago, James Baldwin was one of the people I would like to have at my have dinner with anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that is a great quote. Yeah. Where it's like, where it's like, yeah, that's essentially what I said is like, you're turning people's humanity into like a intellectual game. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you like, it's easy for you to intellectualize something when you're talking about it from a outside perspective, when it's like, it's hard for me to uh, intellectualize my cousin being in prison for uh, you know a, a eighth of weed. Right. I- exactly. And and I think also to even go back to the song, I think I think it was in the it was either in the verse where the, where the white guy was talking, or it could have been the verse um, with the black guy. Um, one of them said that the, you wouldn't know what it's like to live my life. Yeah. And I think that's really true. You know what I mean? Like, um, and also the the fact that like a lot of, I think white people will say, Oh, well, well I have black friends. I'm not racist, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but unless, in my opinion, unless you're really trying to be an ally, um, I just don't, I think, you know, if you're, if you're not doing something against it, if you're doing nothing, you're still not helping the cause. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm doing nothing, to be honest with you. Because I live in this life, baby. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Uh, continuing to thrive in these streets. Um, yeah. Well, um, so I was going to skip this, but I'll uh, oh, give you Oh, did you purposely skip anyways. that? I did, yeah. But that's okay. Hi, well, <laughs> Chad, if we're, that's one thing that we can't skip. I was, but I saw that, and you, I, I was like, "Did he try to sneak this by me, or are we not going to do what? The one thing that we're here for, if anything, is that, for you to is to work on the languages." That's true. I just thought we were going a different route with this episode. But Chad, I'm happy. you are really slipping on gator piss. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm I'm happy to share my check words of the pod, but we just this. This went a way more serious oh, route than I had I'm, initially I'm, attended. I see what you're, you're saying you don't you don't want to just now take a weird left turn to uh, right. check. Right, I got gotcha. you. I'm but, sorry, but it's all good. Um, all right, well, it's, I, it's, it's all now good. I feel like I ruined the vibe. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. You're good. I mean, hey, this this is a useful uh, phrase for anybody who comes to visit the Czech Republic. So I actually have two words, and they're very important: vichod um, and vistop. Um, and those mean vichod uh, is entrance, and vistop is exit. Okay. So you don't want to be walking into the wrong door, or uh, I almost had an incident in a grocery store where I almost hit the glass because it was the Ooh. exit. So don't don't be one of those people. Um, so yes, yeah, so vichod is entrance, um, vistop is exit. I recently went to Target and I was mere inches away from running into um, running into uh, the door because there there is two sets of doors. One was automatic and one wasn't, and I thought I was behind the automatic in the automatic one, and I like literally had to like freeze, freeze, and like, oh, oh, this is a push door. I almost <laughs> just slapped my face into this door. <laughs> and their their entrance and exit signs aren't going to help you. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and you see those all over Prague, which is another reason why, especially if you ride the public transportation. Vishod, um, Vishdop. Vishod. The stop. Yep, V stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, so I, I hope those uh, Czech words are helpful for our listeners out there, especially if you uh, come to the Czech Republic anytime Chan. soon. Thank you, good sir. You know, uh, I'm sorry I ruined the vibe, but I I, I need to collect. You're good. I mean one of the one of the reasons why we do this this podcast is to promote learning languages. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y- y- your mind's in the right place, man. I mm-hmm. can't I, I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note though, Jared, we are gonna change the vibe back to where we were. <laughs> and I wanna end our podcast with the very important quote that I don't think should be controversial, but for some odd reason for a lot of I would say white people, um Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like white well, those people tend make to America find great this. Ag- make America great again wearing black people that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> right. And our quote is, black lives matter. Yes, yes, of course, all lives matter. But right now, we need to focus the attention on, you know, all the injustices that are happening to, you know, black people in the United States. And that's the whole point of it, though, is to say as well, black lives matter as well, mm-hmm. which is why... Um, and we, we, the black people, don't get the vibe that we're treated as if our lives matter like other people's. Right. Well, and it's funny That's not because to say that the other people don't matter. It's like, no, they do matter, but we want to matter like them too. Yeah, why can't? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel like the, oh. the, the people out there who say, well, oh, all lives matter. It's like you, you clearly aren't understanding what is really going on right now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, well, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a convenient way to look at it is to look at it as if it's, uh, insulting or denigrating another. I think that that in itself is very revealing where it's like, why is it that when you hear that your first thought is that someone's shitting on you? Right. Like, why is that where your head is immediately going to that in itself is, I think something that a lot of people need to, uh, like look, uh, look, look at, like figure out about themselves. Oh, I would agree a hundred percent. Um, and like I said earlier, like if you, in my opinion, if you want to be an ally, you know, y- y- you got to understand that Black Lives Matter is not putting putting other lives as more important or that they matter more. It's that, you know, there are racial injustices in the United States and uh, we need to stand up for people. I don't care what mm-hmm. color your skin is. If, if you see someone being treated unfairly or unjustly, you know, and, and there, and we have plenty of examples of proof of this, you know, why? I, yeah. I just, it boggles my mind that this is so controversial for some people. Just the phrase black yeah. lives matter. I think There's, a lot of that, I think a lot of that is will, willfully uh, changing the, uh, the uh, narrative for your own benefit, for their own benefits. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I just like, agree. It, and it's just like, it, I, and that's, I think it all just goes back to uh, justifying, racism and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. where it's because you can't just i mean you know most racist people aren't just openly thinking that they're racist so you justify it through these all these contortions and twists and turns mm-hmm. that you convince yourself of in your mind to convince exactly. yourself that the way that you feel is is justified exactly and it's and and that's that's the quote black lives matter period Parada. exactly it, it is so um to all our listeners out there um we hope we've uh, been able to shine some light on what Black Twitter is. Also, this is just 101, by the way. You know, if, right? With this, this could have gone so much deeper. I, I, I actually, this might have been one of the most researched episodes I've done. <laughs> right? This right. is just and 101. That's we could, something. We could definitely uh, do a 201. Maybe I uh, think later. we should. Who knows? We definitely should. Uh, yeah, I honestly, man, I learned a lot. Um, talking to you about uh, Black Twitter and oh, that's good. I, I'm glad. I think I think we I think we all need to try to uh, inform ourselves one way or another. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I thank you, Jared, for um, all of the research and uh, the interesting conversation. You betcha. This, this definitely got this definitely got a lot more uh, deep and philosophical and uh, political than. I guess I, I, I had my inclinations. It might go this way, but you never know. <laughs> you never know with, with the two of us. But uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, especially our listeners from around the world who maybe aren't so aware about everything going on. We're hoping to make you a little more woke if we can. Is that safe to say, Jared? You can say whatever you want, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, anyways, I thank you so much, Jared. I also want to thank all of our listeners out there. Um, and please subscribe or follow us on uh, Twitter, Untranslatable1. Check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, we'll be having some cool new pictures and videos coming up for you later. And shoot us an email, um, what black Twitter means to you, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We thank you, and until next time. Yeah.